If you like ducks, dogs, training, deer hunting, anything outdoors, then this is the podcast for you guys. This is the Fly and V Podcast. I'm Thaddeus Bass. I'm your host for this beautiful ride. I'm assisted by my co-host, Mr. Changmore Bang. You can tune in every week and join us as we talk about anything and everything under the moon that you guys want us to talk about. Some facts, some fiction, and a whole lot of opinions. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Let's hop into it. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to 50 States of Waterfowl. And this week, uh, this is an episode I'm really excited for, guys. Um, if you guys have been listening to the podcast or if you follow the channel at all, you know my home state is Indiana. Uh, I was born and raised in Indiana. That's where I grew up, spent my entire life until joining the Marine Corps and leaving. Um, so when I realized we had to do someone for Indiana, you know, I don't want to do it because you guys hear me every week talking about all oh, this and that. You know, I wanted someone who would be a great representative for this podcast. Uh, And I reached out to Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, uh, the Duck Gun podcast. Great guy. uh, Awesome content that they put out. Amazing podcast. He's got an awesome YouTube channel. I can't say enough about him. Uh, And he generously said, yeah, I'll hop on, man. So um, we're going to be going through indiana with him and like i said man i'm i'm super excited guys this is really uh you know it's it sounds silly but indiana it's a it's a special state to me that's where i'm from so uh you know i think we got the perfect guest to represent it um before we hop into it with him though guys i just want to say thanks for stopping back by i hope everyone got to enjoy their thanksgiving week uh hopefully you guys all had some good time with your family and whatnot um hopefully you got to get after some ducks or some deer or whatever you're into uh you know we took the week off i took the week off from youtube and the podcast and everything just to kind of decompress uh and spend time with the family train some dogs and then uh bang is out this week we're not gonna have him uh go figure but he's in hawaii or something i don't know uh we know he's not duck hunting in hawaii because we've already covered that but uh we'll have him back next week hopefully so uh we're gonna go ahead and hop into this Uh, can you hear me all right jordan Yes, I can. All right, man. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, dude, it's uh, it's my pleasure, really. Uh, I I kind of briefly introduced you. Um, you know, I don't. I'm sure most people, uh, if they're listening to my podcast, they're probably already a fan of the Duck Gun podcast. Uh, but if you don't mind, man, just go ahead and introduce yourself uh, and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, man. Uh, yeah, I'm a duck hunter from Indiana. Um, I have I am the creator and host of the Duck Gun Podcast, as well as Duck Gun Chronicles on YouTube. So my co-host over on the podcast is Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting, one of my good buddies. Um, you know, so a lot, a lot of a lot of fun stuff going on with with all that content. But um, no, I mean, I you know if if you ask me who I am, man, I am a duck hunter tr- uh, through and through, and I just I just love it. I love the grind of it. Love getting out after it and. This time of year is the best time of year because we're out there and, and hustling, getting after it. So I uh, can't complain about that. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, man, like I said, I appreciate you giving me a, a little sliver of your time. Um, I, yeah, I try and stay up with uh, with Duck Gun Chronicles and stuff. And it's like you always have a new project going on over there. <laughs> um, so, Almost to a detriment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it's like every time I, I pull up my phone, it's like, oh, he's 
got a school bus. He's got another boat. He got rid of this boat. He's got a different boat. And I'm just like, man, this guy, you know, I, I always talk on here. I'm like, man, I'm just so freaking busy. I'm always complaining. And, <laughs> you know, I see your stuff. I'm just like, well, at least I'm not that busy. But Oh, uh, man. It's a lot hey. of fun, though. That's that's the good thing. Um, anytime I'm doing any of those projects for duck hunting, it's, you know, it's a lot of fun. So, yeah, like you said, just super super busy getting after it and you uh you wouldn't believe it man i'm just always my my mind's always racing and um for every idea you see there's about 10 ideas that i have that you didn't see <laughs> that, that that never made it to fruition so i'm a, honestly i'm a little crazy but uh <laughs> i love it and it uh it makes for some good content yeah yeah for sure um and you know i told everyone yeah I've been a fan of Doug Gun Chronicles, man. Uh, you know, I've watched your videos for a while. Uh, I love the Duck Gun podcast. Uh, I, I hope one day we can get to that level. Uh, but you and Elliot, man, uh, both just great people and, you know, very entertaining. And you guys provide some awesome content. Uh, well, I, and- definitely, I definitely appreciate it. Kind words for sure. Um, you know, it wasn't too long ago and we were doing just what you're doing and, and, uh, just just kind of getting rolling with our podcast i don't know how many episodes i was kind of uh doing a look around on that but you know um it, it wasn't too long ago we we're we were starting off on, on our episodes and here we are we're we're just over 300 now or yeah. 200 i apologize <laughs> yeah grinding them out no we're uh you know we started off and then we uh i, I decided you know i want to do something uh, so we, uh, well, I came up with 50 states of waterfowl. I told him to was bang. I said, Hey man, so I just, <laughs> you know, he's like, he's so hit or miss, but I was like, Hey man, I just need you every week. I said, <laughs> you know, I'll find all these people. Like I, you don't have to come up with a topic for a whole year. Like I just need you every week to come on, but you know, he, he does his best. So he's up in, uh, Minnesota. Uh, and I guess they're on vacation or whatever, but, uh, yeah, man, we're going to go ahead and hop into it. Um, so how long have you been duck hunting, man? Man, honestly, I have not been duck hunting that long. I'm still uh, an infant in, in the duck hunting, <laughs> <laughs> um, in a way of saying that. I mean, I've hit uh-huh. it super hard. I've done a lot of research on it before, like before I even got into it, you know. But uh, yeah. this is my sixth season of waterfowl hunting, um, believe it or not. So pretty i'm pretty new to it but like i said i just when i hit something i hit it 110 percent, and that's what i've been doing <laughs> Clearly, so. yeah. yeah yeah and the funny thing is you, you kind of say like when did i start waterfowl hunting but uh but i started and I, I have no idea really why i thought this was a good idea but <laughs> when i started duck hunting i mean the first thing i did was i started recording every hunt and bringing my dog that was six months old so <laughs> from the get-go it was just it was just terrible. I mean, I loved it though. I absolutely yeah. loved it. Um, but I didn't have anybody to go with, so I was just winging it. And the funny thing is, I, I mean, how a lot of how I learned is I just I was watching Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I just got after it, man. Um, you you got any guesses? How many? If if you had to guess, how many hunts would you say it took me to get my first duck? Oh, dude, ten. Uh, <laughs> it took me eleven hunts. Yep. Oh, that's close. Wow. Yep. Good guess. <laughs> it's a so, yeah. It's been it's been a ride from, and every year, man, I feel like I'm learning new stuff and more stuff, and my styles changing. The things I think are important are changing. You know, a lot of the basics stay the same, but 
that's, that's the cool thing about waterfowl hunting. And there's just so many different scenarios, so many different um, styles of waterfowl hunting or, or places that you can do it. Um, and it just depends where you live and all that, what you have access to, but it's just always something different, always learning. And, and that's, that's a lot of the fun with waterfowl hunting is learning and achieving. And, and, uh, you know, then you get the hunts where everything's comes together and, and it's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and, you know, like you said, uh, I agree. Like my, my style changes. I mean, it's like almost every year, like I just go through these through these different things. And like you said, you know, I've, I, I have the, I run the kayak and the kayak blind and that's, you know, always kind of been at the foundation. Like that's, you know, I love layout hunting like that. Uh, so it's always been there, but you know, like some years I'm like, yeah, this is all I'm doing is, you know, hunting out kayak and other years I'm ditching it. And, and like you said, everything changes. I mean, uh, you know, I grew up in Indiana, but then, you know, living down in Louisiana is, the complete opposite style of hunting uh all around oh, yeah, I, mean, I can imagine um so we're actually going up there towards the end of december i'll be up there for three weeks and i'm just stoked to go up there and actually start duck hunting uh up there and like you say you know it's just uh, everything changes so that, that's the most exciting part about that trip for me anyway is uh, you know getting out of the norm that i've been in down here and uh actually getting to get back to what i what i enjoy uh, so hopefully it's as fruitful uh as my memories provide but you know sometimes <laughs> your memories uh can be a little misleading uh <laughs> for sure what, what part of the state are you from uh southern indiana a uh, little town called mitchell south of bloomington uh, about okay. 45 minutes south um nice. not yeah, not the duck hunting capital of Indiana <laughs> by any means. Um, we're like just straight south central. Uh, but if you're willing to travel, uh, there's definitely some good spots. I got a buddy um, who, I guess just after, you know, watching my YouTube channel and stuff, he's finally like, hey, man, I want to start duck hunting. So we rigged him up, rigged up his kayak, and uh, he's actually going out on his first solo duck hunt up there this weekend, Saturday. So, uh Good luck to him. Oh yeah, <laughs> but um, so who? What got you into duck hunting? Then you said you had no one to go with. I mean, yeah. So I mean, if you really talk about my um, hunting history, I started when I was a kid going with my grandpa for upland games. So my grandpa was a huge upland duck hunter. Upland duck hunter. <laughs> An upland hunter. He hunted pheasant and quail a lot did a lot of traveling i mean he was just at, probably as into it as i am um, yeah but you know it was from a young age that i i could see him doing that and so i actually got to go um with him every thanksgiving we'd go and walk fields and he'd, he'd have about four um english pointers and he'd keep them there all the time and chief actually is named after one of his dogs it was his favorite dog huh. my favorite dog um english pointer Super cool dog, uh, but he named his dog Chief. So first lab I got, there's no question it was going to be Chief. <laughs> um, but from that, you know, I got to do that for a little while. Uh, then my my grandpa's health, unfortunately, kind of deteriorated with old age, that kind of thing. I mean, honestly, a little bit younger um, than I'd say most most people kind of in his early 60s. Super yeah. unfortunate for him and all that. And um, so then the hunting was kind of just gone. Um because my dad wasn't a big hunter 
and they live four hours away. So it's not something I could keep doing. And, you know, from, from that age, I, I probably stopped going up on game hunting um, when I was about 13, 12, 13, somewhere in there. I'm really not 100% sure. Yeah. You know, I don't know if anybody would know, even if I talked to family. Um, but so I got to do it for three or four years upland hunting it was awesome honestly i don't even know if i shot a bird you know i'd shoot at the flocks <laughs> and everybody else was shooting because my uncles would go my dad would go my grandpa would go and some of his buddies and there'd be you know four five six dogs and it was oh man it was it was a lot of fun i loved it but uh um you know when i when i kind of looked into hunting um when i kind of got that urge and i had you know what you'd call kind of call maybe adult onset hunting or something like that like i was i was in my upper 20s um and or mid 20s mid 20s kind of thinking about it and i'm like man it'd be awesome to hunt and kind of what happened was i inherited um the browning a5 that i shoot my 20 gauge yeah. a5 is an awesome classic waterfowl and upland gun and it was my grandpa's gun it got passed down to me um and kind of a couple things happened at once i got that gun from my grandpa um he passed away i got chief i picked him up from a local farm like he wasn't bred for hunting or anything it's just by chance i, I won the lottery with chief. <laughs> yeah. i paid 125 dollars for him um and he's he's a stud duck dog and yeah um but those kind of things combined kind of kicked me in the direction of duck hunting and so i kind of looked in first thing i did is i looked into upland hunting and i'm like oh there's literally no upland hunting <laughs> in northern indiana and so like what's the next thing i can do i'm like okay wing shooting duck hunting i've seen pictures of duck hunting i had zero experience i, I just googled it and uh <laughs> I started youtubing it that kind of stuff found freelance duck hunting my good buddy <laughs> little i don't even know if I, i'm sure he knows because i've talked about it plenty of times but um <laughs> it's just kind of crazy when you think about that, him putting up YouTube videos, next thing you know, I'm, I'm out there duck hunting. Um, and I had a buddy and him and his dad duck hunted, but they duck and goose hunted, but it was kind of, they're, they're more deer hunters, but they really love duck hunting too. So, yeah. um, I just asked him a bunch of questions, but early in the season, he's still trying to get his deer. So he's not, you know, he's answering my questions, mm -hmm. but he's not coming. So that's why I got that, that little section there of, 11 hunts in a row where i just go out there um and i went on you know i think it was craigslist at the time because there was no there was no facebook marketplace um craigslist found yeah. new bought like a dozen decoys i think they're flambos or something like that rigged them up and then <laughs> me and chief jumping in the canoe going up the river <laughs> and had no idea honestly you know it's almost embarrassing embarrassing to say but my first hunt i actually trespassed on accident so <laughs> but uh the people you know the people actually came up that that uh own the land and it turned out to be a you know decent situation so um but yeah That's regardless a... of all that you know <laughs> a, like, like a big huge learning curve when you get into it like that have no idea um guys don't bring a dog that's six months old it's, it's not a good idea <laughs> for you or them uh, especially if you're not going to be shooting any birds they're not going to want to sit still that long so <laughs> for sure it's a definitely don't do that yeah anyone listen you know and that's a and i i do some training uh so i get a lot of dog questions all the time on instagram and stuff and it's just you know yeah guys you know don't don't <laughs> even don't take your dog in the field and, and until they're you know ready and matured i mean the only thing you're gonna do is just 
get mad and create bad habits. So, uh, you know, learn from other people's mistakes. I mean, it don't do that, but that's quite the tale, man. It's hilarious that, um, you know, you and Elliot are, are so close now after all that. Uh, it's funny how it yeah. works out, but, uh, it is. Yeah. Uh, so I almost can remember, like I can remember <laughs> like visually in my mind and like my mind's eye, like YouTubing it and seeing like his thumbnail, like is he on a boat and you know because that first year or maybe it was a second i think it was yeah it was his first season you know some of those thumbnails they got their big 18 foot <laughs> aluminum bow with their their uh kayaks on top and the blinds and izzy mm-hmm. and you know that kind of stuff I'm, i almost remember remember that in my mind <laughs> i feel like i do anyway maybe i'm just i don't know but yeah super cool super cool how it all turned out yeah and um you know, and, and what you said, that's the, the great thing about um, this day and age. Social media has a lot of downfalls. Um, but for people who are wanting to get into hunting and stuff, you know, that's what I told my buddy. I was like, you know, I could talk to you for hours and hours and try and explain things and teach them to you. I said, but, you know, if you if you got a question, just type it in YouTube. I mean, <laughs> and, and there's plenty of people who, who will teach you the ways. And, you yeah. Know, and watch um, and learn, man. It's like. I mean, when you watch a YouTube video, um, a vlog style hunt, I mean, it's almost like you're on that hunt, you know, it's, it's not exactly cause you don't have to sit through the slow periods and all that, yeah. but you can see different situations. You can see how birds are working, how people are ducking down to hide. And like a lot of, you can pick up a lot of clues on how you should act when you duck hunt. And like, for me, it's like, you know, if, if you're going to go out there and you've never duck hunted, I mean, there's, there's stuff that you have to learn on the fly being out there. But uh, there's also, a, you can get a big jump start by watching that kind of stuff and learning that way too. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, and on that, he was asking me today, actually. He was asking me earlier, you know, he's like, oh, well, I've been working on my call-in, but it's not that great still. And he's like, you know, should I, when I go out there Saturday, he's like, should I even try calling or should I not try calling? And I was like, dude, you just, I mean, you just gotta learn i mean i don't it just depends on the birds i mean that's the crazy thing about duck hunting too is literally i mean every day is different uh you could hunt the same hole uh and as long as it's different ducks or hell it could be some ducks you tried to work the day before i mean they just react differently uh you know all the time and i think that's what's the most fun about duck hunting for me uh is that it's just you never know what is actually going to happen uh, you know, you can try and you have the perfect spread and, you know, do everything right and textbook call these birds. And that just, you know, sometimes they're not going to do it. And sometimes, you know, you don't have to do anything. So, uh, that's, that's the fun in it for me, for sure. Um, but hopping into, uh, Indiana specifically, man, um, what would you say, what, what kind of ducks are you, you guys kill the most? Yeah, for for sure on Indiana for for ducks, I, I would say that the majority of people are going to say mallards. Um, you know, and we get a good a good selection of wood ducks early on. Um, you know, usually until the first skim ice comes. Um, northern Indiana, I would say that's usually about the maybe this the second week on average, first or second week of November. Um, yeah. and those birds push out. So I mean, we we open up the second to last saturday of october roughly around like the 24th so you yeah. have a good like two and a half weeks three weeks 
to get on the wood ducks. And I, I, I honestly, I love that, that time of the year because, um, some people give wood ducks a bad rap. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I love them. They taste great. They look awesome. They work into the set. I mean, uh, you know, I would say you can't call them as well as other birds. Definitely. But they're just it's just a different style of duck hunting and it's fast action, fast pace. And usually it's it's done in the first two hours of, of a day. But yeah. uh, I mean, those are a lot of fun, especially if you can mix them with some mallards. But even if you can't, man, I will every year I will make an effort to get after the wood ducks because you can have some really, really fun wood duck hunts, um, fast shooting, fast flying birds. I mean, what's not to love about that? <laughs> For sure. No, it's a, you know, and being down here in Louisiana is like one of the wood duck capitals of the country. Uh, and I've said it before on here that, you know, a lot of people hate on the wood ducks. I'm like, oh, I'm sick of shooting woodies, but, uh, <laughs> you know, some days and some seasons, man, that's all you got down here is wood ducks. <laughs> um, you know, and it's, they'll definitely put a smile on your face and I can look back and, you know, at least two of my top three favorite hunts that I've had down here have been just wood duck shootouts. Um, nice. So yeah, you'll definitely have to come down here sometime and you would love, uh, you know, just shooting wood ducks right after uh, shooting light in the timber and stuff. It's a, it's a blast for sure. Heck yeah. Um, man. Louisiana looks like a cool state too with uh, the big cypress trees and all that kind of stuff down there. And Oh yeah. You know, it's a, it's a beautiful place down here. Uh, but it is a tough place to hunt. Um, mm. <laughs> which I would never have thought. I was always under the impression that Louisiana was like this <laughs> duck capital. Uh, but you know, it, it, with the world changing and you know global warming and flyway shifting and whatever, uh, I, I think that's starting to change. But I don't. That's a whole nother podcast. You can do a whole <laughs> series on a on migration changes. You, you definitely could <laughs> all that kind of stuff. I, I would say, man, anywhere in the Mississippi flyway, it feels like you got to work for your birds. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not. There's not really an easy state in the Mississippi flyway. Even like, you know, we, we hear a ton about Arkansas being awesome. But, I mean, there's tons of pressure and tons of hunters. And you still got to do it on the weather and all that kind of stuff. Yep. So, it's like, I feel like every state in the Mississippi flyway, you really got to grind it out and work for your birds. Unless, you, I mean, you just have some amazing spots. So, I'm sure yeah. there's amazing spots in every state, too. But Oh, yeah, definitely. Um but but for the most part, especially as public land guys, you know, I mean, I hunt probably ninety nine percent public land. Uh, so you know, you're, it's definitely a grind. Uh, and the weather this year, man, is not doing us any favors. Uh, I was actually talking with uh, Maddie earlier about our plans this week, and I was like, I don't even think I'm, I don't know if I'm even gonna duck hunt because it's gonna be like I think the high on Saturday is like eighty, uh, and the and the low is like fifty five sixty. And I thought yeah, that's a little rough. Dude, well, and it's not even that, you know, the mosquitoes come back out in the marsh. <laughs> uh, so, like, you're just battling the mosquitoes and sweating. And then you, when it gets warm again like that, you know, these gators are going to start getting a little active again. And Oh, man. It, so then, you know, I, you know, I can't take my dog if I go this weekend. And, you know, honestly, when the hunting's rough, he's about the only reason <laughs> I wake up and go out sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I might just be sitting in a deer stand this weekend sweating, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. um so for the people who haven't been to indiana um you know what kind of environments climates 
are you hunting in? Could you kind of like paint us a picture of your sure, different yeah. styles? Yeah. So, I mean, Indiana, um, how to describe it. I mean, we got, we got some lakes. It's definitely a flat state. I would say that Yeah. As, as further North, there's a lot more agriculture fields, you know, bean fields, corn fields, um, that kind of stuff. Obviously for waterfowl, we're looking for those corn fields, especially for, you know, early season, you have a lot of dairy farmers too. So you get the silage fields cut in September, which makes for some awesome early season hunting. If you can get on a good silage field, man, you can have some, <laughs> banger hunts and we had we had this year man we uh, yeah we, we just uh blew them up on that so that that's awesome um kind of as the year goes on um you know you get some of these small lakes stuff like that that's where we hood up our wood duck holes and, and mallards and that kind of stuff farm ponds uh we hunt some like cow pasture farm ponds uh for ducks which can be really really good um and then even as the season moves on like late season man we got River Indiana is great for river access and even water access in general. Um, we don't have a lot of public land in Indiana. I think you do more and more further and further south. Um, yeah. But then you know we got the FWAs, fish and wildlife areas. And for me, man, those are we just, we got a, a lot of people here in the state. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, not very many uh, places to put those people, unfortunately. So uh, those public land areas is not like public land in the central flyway or Kansas where you can go out and have a marsh to yourself or a marsh with like three or four groups. It's like, if you go to like uh Kankiki, which I'm not, it's not hot spotting a spot. I mean, everybody in the state knows of Kankiki It's up in the <laughs> yeah. Northwest corner. Um, and it's, it's where they kill the most birds um, like uh, of all the FWAs and they got flooded corn blinds, all that kind of stuff. Um, they got some timber hole blinds. Um, and I usually make it out there once or twice a year, but I mean, they'll have days where they have like 40 blinds open and like 80 groups. So yep. <laughs> that can be rough. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, you got some of those FWAs down there by you too. Um, and I think some of those get less pressure. I'm not going to, I'm not going to name any other ones besides that one. <laughs> um, just because I don't want a hotspot, any of them. Um, yeah, but, for sure. Well, you know, and, and I've had that conversation with people down here, um, uh, because public land, I, I like to talk about, uh, because, you know, our hunting licenses and, and your state run programs like that, you know, one of their number one priorities should be maintaining public lands, um, and making sure there's good habitat, uh, and providing to the hunters. Uh, and the wildlife and you know down here Louisiana like anyone who can hold a shotgun freaking duck hunts here um, <laughs> and, and there's a ton of public land here but it's all crowded because there's so many hunters yeah. um, Indiana you know when it comes to waterfowl hunting yeah, there's not nearly as many you know duck hunters at all you know how many how many duck hunters are in the state of Louisiana I'll put you know, oh, spot here a little bit. I'm gonna pull up some google real quick <laughs> I'm going to guess it's probably around like 50,000 and Indiana is like just less than 10,000. So <laughs> put in perspective, um, pretty similar size states. So with, I, I believe it's going to be about five times as many duck hunters in Louisiana. Yeah. It's about 52,000. This is okay. from 2020. So that was a really good guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I've, I've done, I've done a little research on that stuff in the past, you know, Mississippi flyway, 
Uh, Wisconsin has like 67. Minnesota has 60,000. Indiana has just under 10. Kentucky's <laughs> yeah. right at 10. It's, you know, so it kind of gives you a good, a good kind of perspective on which states have how many hunters. And, and you know, Louisiana is steeped in waterfowl history and, and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. it's, like you said, it's part of the culture. Everybody down there who can hold a gun is going to be out there hunting. And, and Indiana is not the same way, but we just don't have, you know, per hunter. <laughs> it's still pretty crowded with the, the, the amount of public land we have. But kind of getting back to like the rivers and lakes, the good thing about Indiana compared to some other states like our, uh, our neighbor up north, Michigan, um, for their public waters, like a lake, you got to have permission from the landowner to hunt it. <laughs> Indiana, you don't. Like if it's, yeah. a, if it's a public lake, you can go out there and hunt. So same with rivers. If it's a public river that you can fish on, they call it, they call it navigable, which that's a, you know, that's a whole nother story on that. But uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you can, you, if you want to, you can just go to any boat launch, go on those public waters and hunt. So yeah. that is, that is nice since we don't have very much other opportunities for public land, anywhere you want to go on the rivers, go for it. Anywhere you want to go on lakes, go for it. And so that's, that's the nice thing on that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, um, well, where I was going with my, with the, with the hunters is, you know, in Indiana, there's a big decrease in the number of hunters, but there is a drastic decrease in the amount of public land that's available to hunters. So it's just as, if not more crowded there than, you know, it is here with all these guys, but, uh, and going on the waterways, dude, don't ever come to Louisiana because, uh, (laughs) <laughs> like everything is private land here uh, <laughs> their water walls are just miserable um and there's just since i've been here you know on the facebook groups there's all these big arguments and like people are like putting up fences and gates and stuff across oh, like their parts of the lake and putting no trespassing <laughs> signs like in the middle of rivers it's it's crazy oh man um, that's crazy yeah they're pretty wild down here but yeah so when it comes to public versus private, uh, how much, what what would be your kind of percentage you think as far as hunting goes? Oh man. In Indiana, it's like, um, Hmm. How to put it? I, probably about 90% public. Um, I don't have a lot of private spots. I guess I, I should probably rephrase that. I'm probably about 30% to 70 because I do have some buddies who have private land spots. Yeah. So, and we end up do having having some good hunts on like like I was talking about like cow pasture ponds. We had one in particular that we've been hunting for years that really is a good a good hunt almost every time we go. I mean, we just don't go unless the ducks are there. So yeah. um, stuff like that, you know. If you talk about my number of birds, like per or like hunts <laughs> per, you know, it's like yeah, maybe it's it might even be more than fifty percent of my ducks are killed on the private compared to the yeah. public, but I'm a weekend warrior, man. I'm going to go every single weekend. Even if one of the private ponds isn't loaded or my buddy's not going, I'm going to find somewhere to go. Um, and so especially like later in the season, um, when we get that late season, everything's froze up, get on the river. Uh, we, we got uh, Indiana, you know, the one thing I would say we we got a, a pretty good deal on is our goose hunting. So mm-hmm. late season geese, man, I get a lot of public public land hunts for that so yeah for sure uh and that's one thing that is lacking down here is goose hunting 
Uh, and I think I bring this up every podcast, but uh, at least where I'm at uh, in, in Louisiana, there's goose hunting. It's just not even an option, uh, <laughs> but it is what it is. I mean, so it, it, what are your limits? I mean, you're as far as ducks and geese go through the seasons. Yeah. So I think Indiana kind of similar to most states in the Mississippi flyway. One thing nice this year, again, they increased the goose limit to five. I think across the Mississippi flyway. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, but for me, I mean, I'm like, I'm trying to think of how many times I shot three last year anyway. So it's not, <laughs> it's, it's not going to make a huge difference, but here and there, man, I'm going to be able to keep, keep the gun up and, and keep shooting, shooting at them. But it's like, man, I'm going to have to haul another bird back too. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's five Canada geese um, on our ducks, four mallards, two can be hens, three wood ducks, um one pintail two black ducks i've never shot either one in in indiana so <laughs> those don't matter too much but um yeah i mean honestly like i said the most thing we shoot is the wood ducks and the mallards so that's all we got to worry about is our four mallards three wood ducks and five geese yeah so so you're i mean limits are pretty typical um of most states that we we've came across a couple where you start getting like eight nine ducks but but most places seem to be about six four mallards um pretty standard um and in the seasons you know so you said you open at least up north you guys open kind of late october when's your season end yeah so that's i mean that's coming up on us quick for i mean indiana north zone we have two splits and each zone um, has different splits. I'm not as familiar with the central and south zone, um, but the the north zone, I know what the dates are this year. Um, like I said, I think we opened up October 24th. We're going to end uh, the Sunday after this next one, which I think is December 12th. Um, and then we have our nine-day split, which can be fire, man. But uh, if, these, if the temperatures <laughs> stay hot, it's probably not going to be. So yeah. um, I'm hoping it gets real cold everything freezes up and I'll be happy. So our second split nine days goes from uh, this year, goes from December 26th through the 3rd of January. And then we're done with ducks. So then after that, if I want to, want to shoot me, I got to travel. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, do you duck hunt? I mean, you obviously travel uh, quite a bit during the season, but would most of your duck hunts be there in Indiana? You think? Man, it's it's been more 50-50 here in recent years, um, in the last couple of years. I've, I've just been going up to Michigan more yeah. and more. Um, I have some some good buddies up there that I've started hunting with, and we just have a ton of fun. Um, and I've been expanding my permissions up there too. So yeah. um, I'll do a lot of that. And, you know, it's kind of nice because part of it too, I can I can jump down on weekdays and hit up some of my spots before work. And then I'm not burning those up for the weekend. Then I can jump up there in Michigan um, for the weekend when I have more ability to travel around and all that. So it, yeah. it, it ends up being pretty good um, both ways. So I would say, I mean, I still probably, I, I don't know, man, it'd be a good, <laughs> a good uh, test to kind of go back and see every year, you know, up till this year, I know that I've hunted Indiana more than any other state, yeah. um, but this year I'm not 100% sure I've, I've, <laughs> I've got up in Michigan quite a bit. Well, I mean, you know, you got to go where they're at. Um, so, yeah. Well, well having many... the duck bus too, man, that's been, uh, that opens some doors because <laughs> yeah. um, I can like go up the night before and just park at the boat launch, 
throw some some wood in the wood burner, sleep, wake up just in time to put the boat in and and get after it. So I mean that that opens up possibilities for me as far as like um if I wanted to go four hours, man, it's like and you want to be at the boat launch at four thirty, it's like I gotta leave at twelve thirty. I mean, uh that's a little yeah. bit rougher than leaving at like eight, getting there at noon or noon, wow, uh midnight and uh <laughs> and uh you know getting in the boat launch you know i'd rather sleep from midnight to four opposed to trying to sleep from eight to midnight or something like that it just doesn't it doesn't work for me yeah well because that ends up being you sleep from like 11 to midnight yeah yeah exactly uh, you know the the duck bus man that thing is sweet but i, I imagine you get some pretty interesting looks uh, throughout the season <laughs> oh man i got a i got a pretty funny story so um i took it up this last weekend uh up to michigan and we're hunting up there um and you know perfect even if i'm gonna like hunt the morning and hunt the evening and be out in between it just gives you a place to be out of the weather you don't have to like sit in your truck in the front yeah. seat or find like a restaurant i mean because I, I and for those of you that don't know i mean i rebuilt a school bus a short bus um which i get lots of jokes about that too but i rebuilt <laughs> it into a more or less a duck camp on wheels, a little camper, whatever you want to call it. It's got a couple bunk beds. It's got a table and seats. Um, it's got a wood burner and a counter. Um, and that's about it, you know, so it's perfect. Uh, it's got a back deck so I can put, uh, I can put chiefs, uh, gunner kennel on the back of that. And then I put a hitch on the back of that so I can pull the duck torpedo. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's a sick rig when you look out there and you see this awesome, a sneak boat getting pulled by a short bus with a trailer with a dog <laughs> on it. And I do get a lot of looks. So anyways, we went out there for the hunt, um, hunted in the morning and you know, we did pretty good. And I decided I was going to stick around and try to finish off my mallard, mallard limit for the evening. Um, and in between, I decided I was going to go knock on some doors. I'd put some on X pins all across different places, different lakes. I wanted to get permission at, um, so I did that. I went and started knocking on doors. And and before that, I'm like, man, should I take the duck bus? I'm like, ah, screw it. Like, I'm just going to take the <laughs> duck bus, even though when I roll up in people's yards, like they're going to look out their window and see <laughs> a school bus with, with, uh, a duck boat on the back of it. And for people that don't hunt, even people that hunt, it, it, you know, it turns heads. So <laughs> the first one I got to the guy's like, my wife looked out the window and he's like, She's like, why is there a bus in our driveway? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I got to know from that guy. He had deer hunters leasing and all that kind of stuff. But I got to another farm, stopped there. And sure enough, the farmer rolls up behind me. And he's in a big dump truck with uh, just loaded down with firewood. And I could tell just from the get-go, he's like, what is going on? Because I got this, you know, the same thing. I got the boat behind me and I got the school bus. And it's just not, you just don't ever see it, you know? Um, I could just tell he's confused. I'm talking to him, trying to be super friendly. And eventually, you know, he, he kind of warmed up. He jumped out of the truck, started talking to me and he's asking all kinds of questions about the bus. And, <laughs> and, uh, it's just, it just, you know, it gives me a kick out of it too. But, uh, um, sure enough, I actually did get permission. So I got permission <laughs> for the spot I wanted. And, um, he's like, Hey man, if you ever shoot a duck, um, I'd like to try it. I'm like, dude, I, I got a duck in the boat right here. You can have it. So, <laughs> so Come on cool in the story. Bus, man. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so got him, got the permission. He got, he got to keep one of the ducks, got his number, all that good stuff. And, and uh, now I'll have 
duck permission. I, and I got it in the duck bus. So it's like, <laughs> I feel like that's like a new achievement. You got to go around, not only get permission, but go around being the crazy person driving a bus around a duck hunt. Well, at least they know you're serious. I mean, it's a, it's kind of like, I don't know what, when I go asking for permission, there's like two different approaches. Cause you know, some it's, it's like, you know, do you, do you go and you look like an obvious hunter or you know, you try and dress kind of nicely and, you know, be professional about it. Uh, and I think it just depends on the people. Some people, you know, prefer one or over the other. Yeah. Uh, and I think I always pick the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've always been of the mind, like looking professional, like you're saying, like maybe not even professional, but just looking like well put together. Like you don't want to go yeah. um, just looking like if you're all dirty or something, you know, change your clothes, that kind of stuff. You don't want to look like you're homeless. You don't want to go there looking like you just got off a hunt either, but um, like clean your face paint off that kind of stuff. <laughs> but here are the last few times that I've, I've gone around in Michigan trying to get permission. Um, you know, it's just after a hunt. And so I'll be, I'll be wearing like waiter pants and they're not like the waiter, but like the, the sweatpants you wear inside of them. Yeah. Um, be wearing those, be wearing, uh, <laughs> Um, why, why is this up in my mind? <laughs> Crocs. There we go. <laughs> Wearing Crocs, sweatpants, and usually like a, a t-shirt or a sweatshirt or something. So, um, and that's been working out good for me. So maybe, maybe I've been wrong all these years. Like you said, it's the, <laughs> it's the more casual look. Well, I might have to try. I guess I'm going to have to write that down in my bag of tricks. I guess the next <laughs> door, I'm just going to. Just go in sweats and a hoodie and some Crocs and, <laughs> and try my luck. I'll let you know if that one works yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. It's so I think it's just luck. It's a numbers game because I feel like it's a one out of a hundred kind of thing. Knock on a hundred doors, get one permission. Yeah. Um, but man, the last uh, the last like three weeks I've locked down like five more permissions. It's like I was like five for twenty, which is like unheard of. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, maybe just you know, after years of striking out, you finally you finally hit a good patch. I don't know. I mean, I'm, not, I'm hoping I'm not nervous anymore. Around. I think that might be the key. I don't come across nervous. I'm just asking and expecting a no. And then when I get the <laughs> yes, you know. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Um, so how many states have you hunted in, man? Um, Not a ton, honestly. Um, I'm trying to think. I've hunted in Kentucky, Indiana, Michigan, and Kansas. So just a handful. Okay. What, uh, out of those, what's your favorite state? Ooh, <laughs> that's a hard one. Um, I think I'm going to go, man, that's a hard one. If I had to pick one to live in and like, you know, uh, and family and all that kind of stuff didn't, didn't necessarily matter. I mean, I'm going to stick in Indiana probably for life just be, <laughs> because of family. Um, uh, and probably not Indiana's not the best waterfowl state. You know, we get it done. Yeah. We work hard, grind it out. Um, but. Oh man, for the waterfowl, man, it's Kansas is hard to beat when yeah. you get those fronts coming in. Um, but I do love Michigan too, man. We've I've been having a lot of fun in, in Michigan and exploring some of those marshes. But I feel like Kansas is the same deal, just better. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I've never been to Kansas, but I, I've heard plenty of war stories about it. So <laughs> it's on my it's on my to do list, you know. And I watch all the videos and. Just like wow, yeah, I'd love to do that. Uh, so one day when the money is uh, justifiable, I'll make a trip up there. Oh yeah, but, uh, I feel so like what's... it's anywhere in the central flyway. If you go anywhere in the central flyway, 
and you get the right weather, it's just unbelievable. The number yeah. of ducks compared to what we see in the Mississippi Flower. It's just you go, yeah. you go down there, and Kansas has like similar number of hunters to Indiana. I, I think it's somewhere around like eighteen thousand hunters in Kansas, which is way bigger than Indiana. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like it on a map, but put them next to each other. It's it's as far as like uh, the area has. Um, it's it's pretty big state, so not that many people. And then when you get get the ducks coming in, like I said, on one of those fronts, um, it's just unbelievable. But you know, the other thing to talk about with Kansas is almost 50 percent of the the hunters out there are out of staters. So um, that's that's a crazy a crazy stat too on those central flyway states. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, it, and it leads you to wonder if they're going to start, you know, um, kind of wrenching down on their non-resident hunting. Uh, similar to Arkansas, you know, Arkansas really hammered down on like their non-resident licenses. And, you know, if you're a non-resident waterfowler, you can only come like certain parts of the season and you can only use certain public grounds. And uh, so, so yeah. it makes me wonder if Kansas is going to end up going that route one day. But like you said, you know, um, there's not that many resident hunters. So I don't know if their voice would be loud enough to be heard. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah or, that, or, that is an interesting thing for sure. I don't know the exact number of out-of-state hunters from Arkansas, but I almost guess it'd be it'd be pretty similar to the number, like as far as percentage wise. No. Um, again, I have no idea. So I, I maybe I shouldn't even guess, but <laughs> uh, I just know there's a ton of out of state hunters that go to Arkansas, but they're already selling um, somewhere in the 50 thousands for number of licenses sold per state in that state. Yeah. So um, yeah, that, I think that's the big difference between Kansas. Cause even if you take out of staters and in state hunters, and then those out of state hunters aren't there all the time, but uh, it's like, you know what is it 36,000 hunters then yeah. in that state so i i if i had to guess gut feeling i don't think they're going to do it i mean that the out of state money money is pretty valuable even if it's going to adversely affect the in state hunters which again are paying a lot too with their taxes so yeah, it's a, sure. it's definitely a hard one but i don't i don't foresee that happening right now yeah i i, I would uh i would agree um most likely, uh, you know, big Arkansas is just, you know, it's the name almost anymore is just, you know, Arkansas is like on everyone's list of places they want to hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, every year people are booking trips to go to Arkansas. And, and I think, uh, it finally started getting just so overran that they were like, Hey man, we gotta do something. Yeah. Uh, especially, you know, you see all the crazy videos of like all these guys on public land, like lined up at waiting for four o'clock to launch their boats <laughs> off and that's a different breed of people um yeah well, i think your... it's the unique factor with arkansas too though it's yeah. like because uh, a lot of people we have on our podcast we do the lightning round one thing we ask them favorite favorite type of habitat they hunt and man for those guys some of those big get name guys they get the ability to travel everywhere and it's like almost every single one of them says timber. I'm like, man, what am I missing here? Cause I've never done it. You know, <laughs> I've never been in the Arkansas timber. Um, and that's the only, you know, it's in that area. There's other states yeah. that have right in that area that have similar setups, but it's like that Arkansas, that Arkansas timber is very unique to their state. So um, I got to try it at some point. 
Yeah, for sure. It's uh it's on my to-do list this year. I uh I got awesome. an Arkansas license. So uh yeah, we had a Freddie come on, uh Freddie King. He did Arkansas and nice. that man loves his timber hunting. Uh <laughs> And and him explaining it just it finally pushed me over the edge. I've been talking about it, and then finally after that podcast, like the next day, I bought my Arkansas license. There you go. Yep, I got to knock it out. But I'm waiting for uh, later in the season. I'm hoping you know uh, when all the the weekend warriors kind of go back into their nests and stop stop chasing the birds. That's when I'm gonna slide <laughs> up there when it's not so crazy. You need to get uh, colder. That's the thing that pushes those <laughs> those guys out. I feel like yeah. Well, not this weekend. It's going to be about 80 degrees up there this weekend too. So, um, so what's your what's your dream state to hunt? What's the number one on your list? Oh man, I'd probably say Montana. Um, just to you know, just to be a little <laughs> bit different. I feel like I hear yeah. a lot of answers. Um, but Montana is a state I've been intrigued with just for a long time. Um, you know, kind of a hobby I had that was my number one hobby before I got into duck hunting was fly fishing. So, you know, Montana is an awesome state for that. turns out yeah. it's an awesome state for duck hunting too, but, um, it's just a, a really, really cool state. Uh, and you, you know, I've, I've, I've done my research on it too, and there's great waterfowl hunting to be had up there. So I've always wanted to travel out there. I can just imagine, you know, getting out there and, and piling up some green heads. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, beautiful, beautiful country up there. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, where i guess on your scale since you've you know you've like you said you've only hunted probably four states or so where would you rank indiana amongst the ranks as far as a waterfowl state goes man that's a that's a tough one and i, I hate <laughs> to, to say it you know it's just because it's it's my home turf i don't want to do anybody uh <laughs> do anybody dirty in uh in indiana um, by, by saying it's not the best state, but I mean, just by the numbers, it, it really isn't, we gotta, we gotta push hard for it. And it's just part of what we got to do to deal with it, you know? Um, yep. and there's nothing wrong with that. I love Indiana. I love the state and I love hustling after, after birds here, but it's, it's tough. And it's one thing to be tough and have like smart, educated birds. It's another thing to be tough and have no birds, just not an opportunity. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's where Indiana falls a lot. It's like, we got to wait for the right weather. Um, and when we lose our birds, man, it's like, there's just, there's nothing you can do to get them. Um, yeah. and that's, that's the hard, the hard part for Indiana. And that's just ducks for geese though. I will say that we do, we have a pretty good state. Um, as far as it ranks, um, by the numbers, we're somewhere around like 14th or 15th, um, in the country for, uh, goose harvest per, you know, per hunter that, that, that type of stat there. So, yeah. um, as far as that goes, man, I, I think that I can't complain about Indiana goose hunting. We have a great early season, um, and a great late season in between, you know, I just kind of pick them here and there where I can on the duck hunts. I don't target them except for that early and late season, just kind of my preference. So that's the, I would say that's Indiana saving grace. We really do have, um, you know, better than average goose hunting. But as far as the duck hunting goes, we have a lot worse than average. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I would agree with you. Uh, I don't think you'll offend anyone. Uh, it, you know, <laughs> the only person that I think we've offended, we offended one person from Idaho when we did their podcast. Uh, 
I had a guy reach out to me and tell me like, Hey man, stop telling everyone how great Idaho is. And <laughs> so I pissed him off, out. I guess, but yeah, it's feeling the secret. So now every episode I make sure and, and remind everyone to go to Idaho. Um, I, I like to remind people to go to Nebraska because Nebraska is the the best water bus state out there, and, and we need the you know in certain parts of it. I can't I can't hotspot it on purpose, but you know you know what I'm doing. If you know, you know. You. Um, so my final question for you, man what uh what what's your go to snack in the mornings if you're heading out to the duck blinds? Man, I don't even know. A go to snack. Um, man, one thing I like to do is I like to bring a grill out there with me. This isn't a snack. So I go a little, it's kind of like everything I do, man. I'm, I'm all or nothing. Like I don't bring a snack, but if I do bring something, I bring the grill, I bring eggs, I bring, um, duck sausage that I have, uh, this Amish butcher that lives next to near me. He lives near me. Uh, I have him make it. So I go all out and we make, um, duck and egg burritos. So that's that's my go-to if i'm gonna bring that that's what i'm gonna bring um if snacks it's like you know if if i don't bring that i don't even bring snacks <laughs> so you just skip the pop tart and just go straight to denny's that's, that's right yeah i i can't blame you there we uh last year when we did a lot of hunting out of some blinds we would take the stove and make burritos and uh, you know random breakfasts but uh, this year uh I haven't. I've been back on my pop tart kick. So <laughs> <laughs> I haven't uh, done as well either with with making the breakfast. Other, I mean, previous years, I was just like every time it was just part of my getting ready gig, you know, getting the grill and all that. But this year, I've, I've, uh, I guess I've been a little more simplistic. I don't know what it is, honestly. I but I I probably need to get back after it. <laughs> well, man, um, you know, like I said at the beginning of this, I appreciate you for, uh, you know, taking your time out of your schedule to come on here and uh, give me an hour. Uh, you know, it, it's awesome to talk to you. Like I said, you know, I love the Duck Gun uh, podcast. I love what you guys do on the YouTube channel. Uh, and, yeah, thank you, Juan, for, uh, you know, the great content you provide. And, uh, you know, I know that I've watched several of your videos uh, in the past that I've definitely picked up a thing or two from. Um, and that's what it's all about, man. So so I appreciate that. And thanks for the Duck Gun podcast. Uh, you've got me through plenty of long road trips. <laughs> um, you know, you guys, you, you and Elliot, uh, you guys make a great team. So, And that's awesome. I'm glad I got to learn the fun fact about uh, – you know, you watching Elliot's videos and then here you guys are now. So Watching his videos before uh, I even started. So, yeah, man, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, any Anytime. I'm glad to come on, um, talk about duck hunting, that kind of stuff. Obviously, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about it and it's cool meeting like-minded people. And, you know, good luck building your podcast and, and all that kind of stuff you're doing with your content too. Uh, for sure, man. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, just take it easy, man. Have a good Hopefully you have a safe and successful uh, rest of your season, even though it's uh, coming to an end quick for you guys. For sure. You too, man. Well, guys, uh, you know, like I said, if you haven't already, if you somehow have never seen Duck Gun Chronicles, 
head over to YouTube right now uh, and, and hit the subscribe button and check out some of his content. Um, like I said, you know, great dude, and they make some awesome stuff. And I've definitely watched plenty of his videos before, uh, and you can learn all kinds of stuff. You can watch some killer hunts, like you talked about, Chief what an awesome dog chief is uh just very entertaining man uh and if you guys like my podcast you would love their podcast it's leaps and bounds ahead of mine so check out uh the duck gun podcast as well uh, but as always i appreciate y'all for listening uh hopefully you guys enjoy this 50 states of waterfowl uh we are actually heading up to kansas next week uh for that episode so it should be pretty fun we should have Vang back i know a lot of you guys like Vang more than you like me uh i don't take offense to that or anything but uh it should be a good one uh again guys we'll see you next week thanks for listening